tonight on Podcast Them Down. It was all for nothing. Hail Metal Nation, it is I, Tim, guitarist and vocalist, one of the many vocalists of Eyes and More, dual violin, folk metal band from the Maryland area, the very specific middle of Maryland area, and joining me tonight, of course, is Dave, the drummer of Eyes and More, and Mike, the bassist and one of the other many vocalists in Eyes and More, and uh, yeah, we, we were supposed to play a show tonight. And we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. So, and we're Tragedy. we're only down. What was it? One hundred twenty-six dollars. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. so it's better than if you played a show. Oh yeah, oh, that's, <laughs> that's better much. than the the touring band. <laughs> I, True, I would assume. Yeah. So, so what happened was, uh, we were slated to open for, uh, Will to Run. And Wilderun started their tour, and they played a big festival in Atlanta, and then they played Richmond, Virginia, and then they said, tours cancel, we got COVID. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which is the unfortunate reality, I think, of touring at the moment. COVID. Yeah, so yeah. show got canceled. For some reason, they didn't want to just uh, do the show without the headliner. I don't know why. <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> and uh, so this was to be our first show since 2019, you know, because of said COVID pandemic. And uh, we were offered the show. We said, of course, we want to play the show. And we uh, we were all ready to go. And then again, it unfortunately got canceled the day before. So I, I was thinking we could talk about what we had to do to get ready for the show <clears throat> um and on we top should also of that, talk about oh go ahead and on top of that uh i don't know you you, you derailed me so i <laughs> well, want you to feel shame say, the, the various uh <laughs> the various nearly show ending moments that we had <laughs> And the lead up. To oh, that's the right. Show. That is right. Yeah, we we <laughs> had several issues uh, leading up to the show ourselves, but um, you know, with the magic of technology, that wasn't going to be a problem. <laughs> right. Wait, did you create no. a robot, Dave? Uh sort, sort of. of. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. I was about so. to say, I think the last show that Eisenmore played was one I was not a part of. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. You you were involved in some wedding or some other nonsense. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Right. Oh, so, well, well, let's talk about that. The last show before the pandemic we uh <laughs> was that was Maryland Folk Fest, wasn't it? Yes. M F F M F M F. Yes. Maryland or Metal you could Fest. Maryland Folk Metal Maryland Fest. Folk M F M F. Well, which we called motherfucking Maryland Folk metal fest, though. MFMFMF. MFMFMFMF. Yep. Oh, and there's a Maryland folk metal fest happening in 2022. So, very uh, exciting. Google it. It'll come right up. And, uh, is Eisenhower going to be there? Nope. No. We are, oh. we are not performing this year. 
and <sighs> we don't no, want to saturate. Well, you probably sh- they probably shouldn't book us this year because then the whole thing will just get canceled. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, Isomore is committed to play one gig per five years, and it's it's actually at the same venue where we were going to play tonight. So, uh, so do you happen? Oh, so yeah, our our show at MF MF MF. Uh, Dave had to be in a, in a wedding. You were in the wedding, right? I was, I was doing the officiating and marrying of my You were the wedding. You were husband. You married your sister? Whoa, Dave's a (laughs) fucking freak. Do you take me? They've they've got rednecks in Washington state too. Yeah. Say it right. Washington state. No, no. Washington. Washington. You don't yeah. say it like you've got like Spokane. They got they have a you know that's because I only spent time in like the <clears throat> rainy part. Mount oh, yeah. Rainier? No, Mount <laughs> Rainiest. Oh. Uh, sorry. Shut up. Shut up. <sighs> that, is this, is this episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. So <laughs> the uh yeah, so Dave was gone and we had uh just Switch guitarists because our former second guitarist, car- or lead guitarist, I suppose, uh, Carter had moved away, and then we got Pete, and he joined, and then Dave says, I can't do the show, and Pete says, I play drums, so Pete played drums, and then Carter goes, I'm going to MFMFMF, so we did, it was... The one and only time we did a lineup with our guitarist on drums and our former guitarist on guitar. So <laughs> did we say it's like we'd like to introduce introduce our new guitarist, the drummer, <laughs> and our old guitarist? Right, the it guitarist. went okay. But do you happen to remember what our next show was supposed to be? I don't. Insomnium oh. and Omnium Gatherum, right? Uh, right yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh man! So they made it. They made it to the United States. They played Uh one or two shows, and then ever the world shut down because it was March 2020. And so, yeah. So we we actually already had a show (laughs) uh, canceled by COVID, and now finally it's like, oh, let's let's come back. Let's start doing shows again. And then this happened. No (laughs) such luck. Yeah, but. Well, let's uh, go back to before. Before it got canceled. So, uh, I just wanted to talk preparations. So, we, it was decided, how about let's put it that way. It was decided that we're going to play a song we haven't played all the way through in years. And, um, <coughs> yeah, so I uh, basically had to relearn stuff I hadn't played in years and barely knew and i i know that's weird because it's our music and i listen to it non-stop what are you doing matt i'm fucking around with my white balance <laughs> no that was the other episode we recorded <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um yep so <laughs> um and then uh during one of the rehearsals, uh, it was uh, became clear that I needed to 
take over something Nick did last time. So I suddenly had to, uh, on vocals. So I suddenly had to learn several new verses and I can't guarantee I would have had them by today because the, the song in question is Sigurd's song, the 17 minute. <laughs> oh, wow. That would yeah. have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's also half the set. So then the, the, uh, the thing that didn't get decided until late is what other songs to play because we have used two thirds of our set on yeah. uh, Sigurd's song. Man, that would have been amazing to see your set list where it's just like Sigurd's song, Death is a Fine Companion, out. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we can, we can talk about the set list now that it's not going to happen. <laughs> what what uh, was that set list? So we were going to. But yeah, it was going to be Sigurd and uh, Wanderlust, and Kings of the Cold Mountains, and then closing out with Saxon Shore. Ooh, and as is that, is, that is so. We had thirty minutes, and that's like twenty nine and a half minutes. So it was yep. very. <laughs> it was a tight set, and I will say that of uh, being in Burning Shadows and in Eisenmore affords two different playing opportunities because in burning shadows we don't use vacuum tracks typically we don't play to a click um we don't have in-ears usually i i have we ever actually played a show with in-ears in i don't think I don't you think you brought them to raw ink once i think yeah i don't know if we use them we we yeah, I, tried but it, uh decided <clears> yeah like it. yeah it, we've never successfully done it but that's one of the luxuries of having a click track is that you know without fail that your set is going to be that long or mm. or not. So I I like that. I I was always kind of leery about playing to a click when I first started doing that in Eisenmore, but it really uh, I like really the click? shut up. It really clicked. <laughs> it really clicked. Can't put it better than that. Man, I'm over you. I, I'm not overusing i'm using that button way more than usual <laughs> seems fair so one fun thing is uh i had bought a guitar right before the pandemic started for use in eisenmore it's the uh the multi-scale jackson so haven't played it outside of this room ever uh and i spent uh uh quite a long time repairing it because <laughs> the uh uh you, you can blame jackson's overseas factory the uh the pickup you know the humbucker one of the humbuckers came loose so oh, i tried super humbucker? gluing it back down onto the base and uh that that did not work i think i just got some bad super glue so basically i uh i wrapped electrical tape around it so <laughs> oh oh and then on top of that my uh strap button is loose so like so i was like oh i'll just tighten it well the screw spins freely in the hole and again this is a guitar i've never gigged with because i got it at the beginning of the pandemic so um yes that was fun and then pete similarly got his uh what did he get an ax8 uh, FM9. FM9, yeah, for use uh, with live Eisenmore. Still hasn't used it <laughs> two years on. Aww. He's used it at practice. So we did have a few practices, uh, and that was fun because everyone wore masks at those. And then right. uh, 
Then we had the one in person practice. Uh, I mean, wait, not in person. Uh, okay. The, we, <laughs> so we confused. rented a rehearsal studio. We had, oh yeah, uh, yeah, plugged in and loud. <clears throat> I saw yeah. some photographs on the Eisenmore Instagram. Oh, yeah, because Izzy. Dave's drums haven't been used since earlier in yeah. 2019. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I can't even remember the last time those drums got played in in concert. Yeah, because when Burning Shadows went to Germany, I didn't bring my drums. I just brought cymbals and stuff. But, and, but, but yeah, it was great. We got uh, we mm-hmm. went up to Orion Studios in Baltimore, uh, in South Baltimore. Um, uh, great little rehearsal space up there. They've got a variety of rooms for any, you know, people looking for rehearsal space. Very affordable. Nice folks up there. They got a lot of cats. Which, they do have a lot uh, of cats. For Eisenmore, that's a huge plus. Eisen meow yep. all the way. <gasps> One of the cats was named Chaos. What? Yeah. Wow. That's true. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. I think it was named after Secretary of Defense Mattis? Mad Dog Chaos Jim Mattis the Cat. Uh-huh. That's him. That was the one. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, yeah, so we, I, uh, we rehearsed, however, it wasn't all of us. It never I, is. <laughs> well, though it never is, this was not due to, uh, two of the members were not sure if they had COVID or did have COVID. Of Eisenmore or the other band? Of Eisenmore. <laughs> oh, our Eisenmore. Man, the last time Eisenmore has all been on stage or in a room together was what? Probably the Soundstage Maybe some show. Yeah. The also 2019. Okay. But so, heavens. Were they the violins? Uh, uh, no. We probably we had, we probably had, shouldn't we had uh, devolve people's group. medical records. Oh, oh, but how oh about I this? mean, how about this? One member who was not with us today, and there uh-huh. you go, uh, definitely got COVID and uh-huh. couldn't attend the final practice. And then okay. another member may have broken his arm. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Is, so all that happened. So, so wait, like, wait, all but of he a did sudden, attend practice. He did attend, yes. Uh, so it wasn't yes. as bad as originally thought. But at one point, we were going, we're down at least two members. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there, there is always this amount of, like, weird calculus that goes into how few members can we get away with playing with? So, now, I know I'm, I can confidently say the answer for RVG is two, because I've done it. I've done RVG with two members twice. Yeah. Now, I'm not well, a music expert, but don't you need people with arms to play most, if not all, kinds of music? Okay, well, Eisenmore, for example, we could do okay. it with one guitar if we had to. Right. Because, because you're not we, dual guitar Maryland folk band. <laughs> right, because uh, we used to only have one guitar, and the uh, and that was me. <laughs> and then, right. then we got another guitarist, and then We've had three second guitarists, and every time they left, they'd add something. And so, uh, so, uh, I have a patch on my Helix that kind of covers the second guitar, so it splits the guitar signal and runs it through Uh, two different amps. 
and I think adds a delay. So you get a thicker sound, and then I have buttons to jump up an octave or a third, you know? Okay. So I can I can mess with that and kind of mimic two guitars live, but I can't fuck it up. Because that's like both guitars fucking up at the same time. So that okay, is now one when way. you said when that you is, said you had a a patch for both guitars, I thought it, you meant like a World War II like destroyer and like all the U boats you sank. So it was just like three guitars <laughs> for the second guitarists you got rid oh, of. Like stamp another yeah, one like on there. Stamps <laughs> like a drummer. Now and, and like, then uh, I I don't know if we could do one violin easily. No, I mean, well, this this starts getting us to the in ears part of yeah. this. But so so I I would say that I serve as like the would you would you say main tech of Eisenmore like 100%. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I built an in-ear rig, which if I'm looking at our stream, if, if my camera was a little wider on the stream, you'd be able to see it in the back. Um, and it was also the subject of a, um, of a podcast of down episode. Yeah. Uh, that's a great episode. Yeah. You, you really think so? I, I really, I really learned a lot from that episode. Okay. Link hey, in I the thought, description. I just I thought it would be him. Link in the description. <laughs> if the link isn't in the description, keep looking. It's down there somewhere. It is. And I right definitely didn't forget it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, so one of the things that I had been wanting to do was shrink it down because I can't fit it in my car and I always have to borrow my wife's car. So I basically... <laughs> nice, Tim. <laughs> uh, so, so long story short, I basically like tore apart and then rebuilt the in-ear rig uh, for the show so that I could transport it more easily and get it on the stage more easily and then it was kind of more compact um uh and the other thing is that in addition to uh, uh pete getting his fm9 i got a new pedal board as well so i basically had to build out a new pedal board but i couldn't just leave it as like oh i'm just going to get a few pedals i I soldered together a patch bay for it because I have to make everything overcomplicated. And it was a project that I had been putting off for about six months, perhaps longer. Uh, so basically I spent several very late nights, um, putting together and soldering the stupid pedal board. Well, I, I was also going to use a different, uh, uh, unit <laughs> instead of the helix. But, uh, I, Ended up, but we had our last sound check. I mean, I mean the the uh, the the rehearsal where we set all the levels, all the gains. I was using the helix, so I was kind of oh. committed to the helix at that point. But uh, I had um, I I have a hot one, Hotone. I don't know if it's Hotone or Hot One. They're they spelled they're spelled the same, but it's like a it's like a moor level multi effects very cheap and uh with uh there was a show we did Eisenmore did at the sidebar where we were so packed in there at one point i did this and i smacked mark's bow out of his hand <laughs> and i was like i need to reduce my footprint as much as possible but um 
So I I have yet to go as extreme as uh, Christopher in uh, Burning Shadows, where it's oh. one micro pedal. That's it. That's all he has. Yep. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, one day, perhaps I will do that. Actually, now that now that we have time again, and I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not locked into the the using the helix. Maybe I'll I'll go ultra teeny tiny. Yeah, that was actually part of my reason for getting. I, I got the Quad Cortex uh, by Neural DSP, and it's smaller than the AX, AX8, which I had previously been using. Um, so that was part of the because because I had my pedal board was way too big, especially for what I used it for. Um, you know, long story short, we we you know rebuilt the IM, built up all of our pedal boards. Um, and then everybody started getting COVID in the band. <laughs> so one of the advantages of the in-ear rig that we have is that we have we have a backing track player, which we talked about in that episode. But we also have this uh, eight-channel AB switch um, that can basically take backing tracks and swap them for real tracks or, or for, for live instrumentation. Yeah, so you can take guitar one. I just flip the switch, and then it's the recorded guitar one, and not the live guitar one. Right. And uh, um, and we, somehow I'm still playing live guitar like a sucker. Right? We, we've actually never... We've used it for RVG. We've never used it for Eisenmore. Because, and I can tell you that because none of the, tra- none of the tracks that I have um, uh, actually have those channels populated. <laughs> Well, so, but yeah, but I rend. That's another thing I did. I rendered the entire album as stems, so that you could do that now. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I was just about to get started, and then it looked like everybody was actually kind of going to be in the clear for uh, for the show, and then uh, Wilderon announced their cancellation. And I was like, I, they, the show hadn't been officially canceled, but the they were like, yeah, we're canceling the tour. So I was like, I am not going to work on getting all these tracks in place in case we need them. Um, but, you know, we could have gone with one violin and one guitar, and we would have had two. You know, it just would have been backing tracks. The, uh, oh, I get you. The, the episode where we talk about the rig is uh, episodes 10 and 11, which... Came out right after the Tom Bombadil debate. debate. <gasps> oh <laughs> man, nine. We still need. We still need the rematch. Well, <laughs> the rematch uh, as soon as the Rings of Power. Yeah, that's uh, great. Debuts. Yeah. Let's get that going. Exactly. When is that supposed I, to happen? I think it's September, right? Yeah, it's this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's the summer. I think you're right. I think it's later in the fall. Yeah. But you know, the but then it's on. Sorry, no, it's I it's sucks. No, one thing I hadn't told you, Tim, is that I technically made a new design for our our multi-channel panel as part of <laughs> multi-channel panel. Yeah. So so That's basically, right in order to get all of our various signals to the in-ear rig, I I had some company make up this panel that has like a mil spec uh like rotating connector with 60 pins or something like that 
Uh, so, so that's like 60 different channels. An uh, uh, XLR cable is three, or not 60 different channels, 60 different wires effectively would support something like that. But an XLR cable is basically three wires bundled. Uh, so this whole, this single connector can handle a ton of XLR uh, connectors. So I was like, man, I, re- I really would like to get this in-ear rig down to I have it at 10U now. That's the size. So I designed one that would let us get down to 8U uh, so I could get it even smaller. What'd you have to take yes. out? What? That's the <clears throat> question. What's U mean? Unit? A U is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. a, it, it, in a rack, either audio or Whoa, computer. Like not the country. No, not the country. Oh, all right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm less interested. In a, yeah, in like a, a rack. Uh, yeah. Ooh, interested again. Yeah, uh, a, a U is a standard size. So it, a single U is, I want to say it's like 2.75 inches or something like that. So but you're saying a U is a standard rack size? Yeah. It's yeah, like exactly. a mole for, for an audience. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so, uh, the the rack that I have back here, which you guys can see, but I don't think anybody watching us can, uh, is currently 10U. It was 12U before it. It was extremely heavy. Um, now it's 10U. If I wanted to get it down to 8U, I'd have to get a custom device made where I wouldn't actually lose functionality. I would lose no functionality. I would just combine several things into... I would combine 4U into 2U. I could do that fairly easily. Why don't you just fold it? Is, oh, fuck. I should do why, that. Yeah, why didn't you think of that? <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> I have one question. Yeah. What the fuck does you mean again? <clears throat> Size. It's Size. A rack. Okay. Size of a rack. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so 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 basically like uh we have this rack mounted mixer. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's three U, which means it takes up three spaces in the rack. Uh, and then there's other devices in there, which take up like a single U or maybe two U, so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. I think I get it. it if I show you a picture of this, I could literally just be like, this is one U, this is You're two You show me a picture of your rack? Yeah. Sweet. Right on Twitch, right, right yes. on stream. If I look distracted, yeah, yeah. it's because I'm issuing all our, you, tic- our, all our ticket refunds. Oh, I thought you oh. were taking a gander at Mike's rack, too. No. <laughs> Seen it. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. So, so yeah. Basically, we, we just had to, like, retool. We, we had to rebuild all of the shit that we had been planning on upgrading. We had to finish all of our various projects that we had been planning on since before the pandemic. Okay, and then, uh, you know, remember how to play everything that we had written. <laughs> two, yeah, two for, very minor details. For me, yeah. it was really just the back half of Sigurd's song. <laughs> that was right. She will refund. She refund. Yeah, how did so? Why why are you issuing the refunds rather than the venue? Because uh. Uh, several people bought their tickets through us. Actually, many, many people bought our 
bought their yeah. tickets through us. Right. And that, thanks and, to those people. And yeah, thank you very much for the support. Uh, the only problem is they're intermixed with the people buying music as well. So I kind of like oh, look at shit. what the what the how much they paid and find it and hope it doesn't deplete any uh, the uh, the funds because that was supposed to be withdrawn and given to the promoter. Oh damn. Okay, so you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this this is kind of fascinating to me. So, when you sell tickets, you sell them as the band, uh, but then you, of course, have to give them to the promoter. Like, yeah, and is then, that a? Would you do that after the show? Would you do that? Like, uh, depends on the promoter. On? Depends on okay. the promoter. Like, but okay, the, so so at, uh, I can talk about this because it went out of business. Yeah, but at finally. Jacks or Empire, they would just fuck you. They would, okay. You'd before doors open. They go, "How many did you sell?" And then you'd say, uh, "I sold twenty. I sold forty. I sold 50. And then they go, "Okay, you're going on right before the tour, you know, or you're first, you know." Oh, so the whoa. last time, the one and only time Burning Shadows played uh, Empire, I was talking to the other. I was talking to the other bands. I was like, how many were you able to sell? And the one guy said 25. We sold 30. And the other uh-huh. band sold 35. Uh, I talked to the guy. And he goes, he's, he's like collecting tickets, ticket money and all this. And uh, he goes, okay, Burning Shadows, you're on first. And you get 20 minutes. And I said, we sold more than them. Why are we first? And he goes, Find your second, but don't ever tell other bands. Don't ever talk to other bands about ticket sales because you don't know what kind of deal I have set up with them. And I said, uh, why did I sign a contract then? Saying wow. that which states that it's based on tickets, the lineup is based on ticket sales. And that, that is why Empire is not there anymore. Because fuck Empire. <laughs> Precisely. Wow. You know, so... um. And selling tickets is always miserable, uh, but uh, th- there are promoters I'm willing to do it for, and the guy, mm-hmm. the people who set up this show is one of those promoters, you know? And actually, we offered to sell tickets. Um, is, is that standard? Like, how often are you selling tickets versus something? In else? an ideal world, you never are. Okay. So that means uh, you basically always are? But yeah, basically, if you much. want to, if you want to be credited for your draw, then then you sell tickets. So if you have no draw, then you say I won't sell tickets. But if you want to be credi- credited for your draw, then you sell tickets. Yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, it demonstrates to the promoter that you have fans that are willing to pay to come to see you. Okay. Um. So, so like, though it doesn't feel like. It, as a band, it doesn't really feel like it should be something that you do, like selling tickets. Uh, you have, if you don't, then it, just like Tim said, the promoter doesn't really know who's there to see you. Gotcha. Yeah, but, okay. Yeah. So this is, it's it's a uh, it's part of the deal if you're going to open for tours. Like obviously, we'd prefer to be the one on tour, <laughs> right? Or uh, or if it's just a local show, oh, 
The worst is when they ask people at the door who they're there to see. So some what some places do that, and then they'll pay you based on who said what. Yep, that and, is crazy. And you cannot These, you cannot say all of them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> These are old school. Like this shit's been happening in clubs since forever. Like, yeah, that's this sounds like how, carny shit. That's how just how rock clubs are. Yeah. Like, well, and, just, it, and just to be clear, this this promoter we like so. <laughs> You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, sell yeah, tickets yeah. and 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 we'll blow you away with our numbers. <laughs> By the way, I have to get back to refunding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know my 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 philosophy, which obviously is outdated, is that as the club owner or the promoter, your responsibility is to run the club. And right. Part yeah. of part of part of that is attracting clientele to come spend money in your club. Right. One of the ways that you do that is by hiring bands that people want to come out and see. And me as the entertainment, my my talent is making music. I, I, I'm here to make music and not to sell tickets. Right. Like my my value is not in promoting a show. My my value is performing the show. And I recognize that this isn't the business model any longer. No, but I mean, it's always you- like stuck in my craw that we have to show up, load in do everything ourselves. Oh, well, not get, not get paid. Like I recognize that there's way oh, more to running a club we, than we were going to get paid did. for this. <laughs> oh, awesome. Fuck. Yeah. This, and this is why we sell tickets for this promoter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the vast amount of shows that we have <laughs> pounded the pavement and sold tickets for, we were, yeah, we they'll were go, thanks. <laughs> drink tickets or like, yep, you guys got the exposure. You got to play pagan fest. Uh, nothing like, Getting paid an exposure. Exactly. Yeah, like w- one of the more interesting things about, about being a small band playing these types of shows is that you're, you're really expected to do a lot of stuff for which you have no skill. Hmm. Um, but, but it, yeah, that's not even just shows. That's also, that's also social media content. And then people are oh, just yeah. like, Oh, just we, you, you all need to book regional shows. Oh, so now, now you got to be a tour promoter. It's like, yeah. oh, and, uh, uh, you can't afford to, uh, you can't afford to hire, uh, you, you can't throw five figures at a, at a recording studio. So now you have to learn how to record it yourself. Wow. Oh, and the proper way to promote this is to make a music video. So now you got to learn videography. Like it's all ridiculous and then uh back in the day we also learned how to silk screen our own shirts i did but that was when we were made screen. of time <laughs> we had the silk screen machine in the basement yep yeah and that was That's right fucking nightmare to use <laughs> yeah i remember there were like three or four runs of those shirts and then never again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep i we worked through all the material we had and then said i'm done <laughs> yeah but uh, you know like it, it, th- it makes sense from like the perspective of a promoter, right? Like, b- b- because I think at the end of the day, shows are really kind of held together at a level. It, it's like at a very local, you know, fan base level. Like you have a promoter, and that promoter. I, I mean, there are there are big promoters that that book national, you know, national or international acts, and they do all this sort of thing. Um, but then, you know, for smaller shows, it's really just like some person, right? Like, and they just kind of 
you know, try to cobble everything together best they can, but they're basically in the same situation as us, right? Like Mm -hmm. they, they're trying to get a show to happen, but they don't have like advertising experience. They don't have all this stuff. So it's like stuff that they have, have had to similarly to us figure out just kind of ad hoc. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, unless you're, you're running like these massive, massive shows, you're just kind of like stumbling around trying to right. figure out like how the hell, how the, how the hell to make it happen. Yeah. And I think that that's even more prevalent in our community because it is not commercially viable. Like so many other forms of music in this country are, um, the, the scene is by necessity, a lot more passionate amateur hobbyist than it is professional. Like even with, is anybody have you have you guys ever been to the eight by ten club in Baltimore? Yeah, my buddy uh, used to run sound there actually. Okay, it's like a rock R and B soul hippie jam kind of place, and you know they do open like they are a proper venue. They have open night mic every open mic night every week. Um, a variety of shows they've got like. Battle of the Bands kind of thing. And they've got very fair ticket practices where it's like tickets are five bucks. We keep one dollar, you keep four. Okay. Go sell those tickets. And that's an incentive that I can get behind. But the only reason that that happens is because they know that the rando people of Baltimore are going to come into the eight by 10 club on a Tuesday night to see open mic night. Mm. And that doesn't happen necessarily in clubs like the depot or Metro gallery, which or Metro Baltimore, which I, after the renovation, I don't know, is it a, is it a hangout space or is it strictly a concert venue? I brought up the renovation and someone told me they hadn't started. <laughs> oh, so well, that's convenient. I don't know. I don't know if it is renovated. I was going to find out today that, Right. But yeah, you know, it seems like for heavy metal in this country at this time, all of this is a grassroots led thing. I I think it's getting split. I think the 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 metal middle class is disappearing. <laughs> it's all uh, the, well that's yeah. an episode. Yeah. No, well, it, it's, well, no, it's like, a super all, interesting point. All the shows all the shows are either huge bands or tiny or bands. Nothing. There's yeah. there's no middle anymore. There's no there's no 250 300 person show okay. coming through. Like what I, I I'm trying I'm struggling and again cuz cuz covid has fucked everything. It's hard to think about it in these Well, ways, this has been happening like, ever since uh Empire closed. So. Yeah, and it used to be like in the mid-aughts and early 2010s that you would have big European acts, big for Europe, you know, playing like thousands, thousands of seat halls in Europe, hundreds of seat places here, coming like, every two weeks. Like Demi Borgir? Like Demi Borgir hasn't Borgir. been to the United States since they were good. It's been that long. That's wow. <laughs> crazy. And like Opeth played what five shows in the last two years in the U.S. I remember one year they came three times. They came to the U.S. three times: mm-hmm. a winter tour, a summer tour, and then a fall tour. Those uh, those visas ain't cheap. 
<laughs> right. I mean, get over here and rock it. But but we don't see that anymore. That's an interesting point that you raised, Tim, because I well, can't remember the last the last mid mid sized show that I wanted to see. I mean, Symphony X is coming up. Well, you know the the folk metal uh, genre itself is pretty exemplary of this. Like, they're the the popular folk metal bands have massive draws. You know, Alestorm and Corpaclani and Tear. You know, they play big venues around here. They'll play Soundstage or they'll play the Fillmore. Like I saw Tear at the Fillmore not yeah. uh, a long time ago. Um, but there's like no middle ground for folk metal. Like, like, I don't even know, you know, I think everybody thinks their own band is pretty good, but you know, it's like, I listen to her stuff. I'm like, yeah, I think we're all right, but I, I can't even fathom how you break in. It's just pure luck. Uh, money. Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> like, do you want it. a real answer? I'll tell you the real no, answer. Oh yeah. I do. Want yeah. You, uh, get five figures together. It's, it's, it's always five. Uh, you buy your way onto a tour. Mm-hmm. And then you get another five figures together and uh, pay for a promoter and do your own tour and hope it sticks. That's That doesn't sound very fun. That's uh, so several bands I can tell you offline uh, have done exactly that. And with varying degrees of success. <laughs> so, so you have to buy onto a tour and then Hope people like you so you can do your own tour. You know, uh, and, um, but like, or, think about, or you throw know? lots of money into promotion or, and, or just get lucky, <laughs> you know, hopefully the right people hear it and you go viralish. But then, you know, that's the, this is a different episode, but that's the other myth. People, you know, people say, well, since streaming, picked up so much now you make your money from from shows no you don't <laughs> oh uh, i mean i mean i'm not I remember sure where the money comes from anymore because <laughs> you don't you barely get it from shows and then you barely get it from merch and this is for the bigger well, bands too did you read the uh, the children of bodum uh, article that i, I think did. who was who sent that out i did um, <laughs> that's why i read oh. it oh well i did too well, <laughs> and it's fascinating. Like these guys were not wealthy. They were making like a m- comfortable lower middle class wage being children of Bodom. Like the LLC paid out a monthly salary to each of the members and there were royalties and revenue and touring contracts and all of that. But children of Bodom were the biggest Finnish band on the planet for years. Well, I mean, think about so, so, like, I mean, di- putting him aside. Well, I always forget about that. But yeah. th- think about Guar and David Brocky, right? Like, Guar's huge. And mm-hmm. David, when David Brocky died, it, if you read the news stories, it was like, oh, he was discovered by one of his roommates. And you'd one think of that his. some, yeah, yeah like, like, like somebody as big as Guar wouldn't need somebody in a band as big as Guar. You know, your image of them is that they're living in a like a comfortable lifestyle, but yeah, no. yeah. their I own was, apartment. No, oh, yeah. I I had a friend who was dating um, the bassist. I'm not going to say the name of the band, but they were a huge 
early to mid 2000s pop punk band based out of Bowie, Maryland. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, or just, excuse me, Waldorf, Maryland. <laughs> Bowie, yeah, okay. worldwide. Waldorf. Um, but this, this bassist was renting a house in Silver Spring, Maryland. So, I mean, you could turn on MTV. MTV was still showing Total Request Live. You could see his video. Like it was getting major airplay. You could turn on Hot 99.5 and hear his wretched record. Yeah, go uh, see him well, at yeah, the HF yeah, Festival. And yeah, he got do- single family house renting money. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Remember uh, Pat O'Brien, the Cannibal Corpse guitarist who... Uh, went, went crazy. Yeah, he went crazy. I was surprised that he could afford to rent a house in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cannibal Corpse. I mean, yeah. So, so anyway, I guess... The point is, there's there's not much money to be had. Oh, here's here's a good way to tie it back to to uh, right the ship here. Yes. Um. So that's why uh, people were like, "Why did Wilderun cancel the entire tour? Because they were only like two or three dates in." You know. Well, mm-hmm. if you get COVID, that's that's how many days. That you're sick, can't do anything, right? And then how many more days when you give it to the rest of your band? Yeah, that yeah. financially that is devastating. That's like you because you how many days is that where you don't play a show but you still have all the costs of touring? Yeah, you need and for the probably now room. you need hotels and and the gas and gas and food and because and, and since you're not playing shows some of that might have been comped like you they might have given you a place to stay or dinner right, well that's gone did you yeah. see did you see the adam neely video i sure did i wanted to do a whole episode on that yeah yeah so so he breaks down like he went on tour with his little like three-piece like jazz just, band just sleep in the in the van yeah and and like because his friend in the band got COVID, like I think the tour ended up costing the almost lost them seventeen grand. Right, and and people were he. Lots of people said, uh, "So anytime tours like go public with their expenses, people will always point to like the hotels and say, why don't you just sleep in the van?'" Anyone who says that. Has never, has never done tried it. to sleep in a van you're touring yeah. in. I've done it on two different tours, and you cannot... First of all, you can't keep that up for more than a day. Uh, RVG did it. We slept outside of Buffalo. And, like, by 6 a.m., I was done trying to sleep, and we just yeah. kept driving to Detroit, of all places. And then um, Eisenmore did it... Uh, there was there was a uh, there were several some, smoky rooms. Yeah, some people slept inside, and there was a uh, there was a uh, first come a first served <laughs> uh, attempt to sleep in the van. And, uh, <laughs> like we had three or four of us in there, and again, there's seven of us. And hey, our equipment's in there. Yeah, all it's not like here. it's not like there's a lot of fucking room in there. We're all packed in there like there's nowhere to s- you can't just sleep in the van you idiots well but so, but, but it's also perhaps like you're but i want to i, w- I want to talk more about that in a different episode okay 
Yeah, but, but like the other thing I don't get is like it's not like you just have to survive a night. Like it's not like your car <laughs> broke down in the desert right. and you need to like wait until daylight so you're not like eaten by coyotes. Like you then have to do something that's exhausting. Yeah. And, and something where accuracy counts. So I I just don't get that at all. That's yeah, yeah, such like a dumb fucking argument. Yeah, I, I mean, there is. Sorry, uh, go ahead. No, on that tour, the Eisenhower tour, there was one day where I was up till 5 a.m. Uh, for silly reasons. Uh, basically, I was unable to sleep. Um, but Thinking about your rack, huh? He wasn't, yeah. He wasn't allowed to sleep. Oh, and we had an no, bi- even bigger rack back then. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> then after that was an eight hour drive. Right, yeah. and then after that was a show. Right, yeah. It's like what the fuck. Yeah, you, you can't. And and then not only that, it's like, dude, I'm I'm 37. Like, you you can't. I don't know how these older dudes do it, but I can't do that kind of shit now. Like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next RVG tour, which is going to be the biggest waste of money ever. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's actually the name of the tour. <laughs> That's actually a fantastic idea. <laughs> the the, the uh, self indulgent middle aged <laughs> yeah the self indulgent waste of money tour <laughs> disposable income twenty twenty three. So the 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 good thing about touring at this point is that we've all been bitten by all of our various gear decisions enough that we could probably minimize our our uh carried gear about as much as we possibly can like like whatever vehicle we take will probably be about as optimally packed as it could be <laughs> right <laughs> uh but it's still going to be exhausting yep okay yeah. well yeah so anyway uh, if you're wondering why tours get canceled that's why because you can't yeah. just miss a week and then pick up in another part of the country. Mm-hmm. While paying all your sound guys and all your techs and everything for missed work. and Think how pissed the lighting guy is. <laughs> uh. See, you know, when Devin Townsend toured uh, as a Devin Townsend project, their keyboardist was also a light automation engineer. Oh. So he would he would just go into the venue and then program a light show and then chill. Did he have it set up to his keys? No, he um he would Why the set hell up not? because he had it set up he, he had it going along with their click. Ah, okay. So okay. it was automated with the music, which is even cooler. No, it's very cool. But what I want is uh an lighting automation signal that comes from whatever digital key signal is happening when he plays keys you can do that that's doable it's it's actually easier than you think it is yeah it's extremely (laughs) and i I want it to be color mapped to the actual pitch of the note yeah you know you can do that even easier believe it or not (laughs) so excited for our our, guys it's been a blessing that our show was canceled with wildron because it gives us more time to program john's keyboard yeah do our lights for us and the higher the the higher the note, the brighter the light. Oh yeah, also oh, yeah. easy. 
Yeah, this is all mm-hmm. higher the higher the oh, note, the louder shit. the light. Oh man, <laughs> loud lights! It, oh, it strobes, Dave. So like a low note is like a flash. Oh, do, well, do, don't don't tell the lighting guy you want no strobes. Oh, oh yeah, oh, fuck, fuck. These are all. If this we is get- all like super. Uh, it, our, our Patreon. Uh, yeah. supporters are laughing their asses off. Well, you know, that's why you have to support Podcasting Down by being a Patreon member, so you can get all the in-jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And also, uh, you know, donate to uh, Eisenmore, because we, we lost the money re- uh, <laughs> renting that rehearsal studio. Yeah, right. if you, you know what? <laughs> if you're getting an Eisenmore refund right now, cut it in half, give it to the band, so Mike's kids and Tim's kids can eat. And Dave, I think he has a cat to feed or something. I do. I have a cat See? and a wife to and, feed. Yep. And uh, why don't you just go to steelresolve.com and buy some Eisen oh, yeah? merch? You could. Or even better, a oh, death or what is it? Black Metal Beach Party bikini, which you can get. I I don't know what? how I don't know how close you looked at that uh, bikini. Uh huh. But the black oh, so the Black Metal closely. Beach. The batch black metal beach party one piece, the, oh. the is you know is just the design. However, uh-huh. the bikini is reversible. What? And wow! So there's a black and white motif, or you could reverse it and get the full color. I've I never wish the to wear I wish the, the more in my life. Yeah, I wish the swim trunks were that way too. So anyway, Holy you can find all this at steelresolve.com. Hey, hey, Tim. Yeah? For Eisenmore's section, you should really put Eisenmore merch and more. Shut up. <gasps> <laughs> you shut up. Actually, I haven't had a look at the Eisenmore section on steelresolve.com in a while. So, let's <laughs> so but I'm actually going to navigate over to steelresolve.com right now myself. You can get a reversible bikini for less than $40. What are you doing with your lives? Every reversible bikini I own has been much more than forty dollars. Wow! Yeah, that okay. I'm, I'm is looking a bikini, at the, all right. <laughs> I'm looking at the Eisenmore stuff. I forgot how good the uh, the long sleeve uh, looks. Oh, yeah, because yeah. this is such a side. Oh yeah, this is such a chill moment. <laughs> like anybody who's watching on Twitch is like, <laughs> okay. <sighs> My favorite no, Eisenmore I, merch is the Get Mjolnird shirt myself. <laughs> the good one. Uh, I also have the, the green and gold shirt. I, but oh, I forget if that was to... the one we had screen printed. Uh, we had a batch of them made. And I don't Why know. Why did if, we? I don't know if this one is from that batch. I'm not sure. Why? Oh, I got to get the green one. Why did we settle on green and gold again? It just sort of happened, as I recall. Because when we got the logo design, the guy sent it as green and gold. It oh. looks very Beowulf to me. No, it's a great, it's a great combination. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, there we go. That's it's unfortunate that the uh, long sleeve is priced there, but the more areas you print in, the more it costs. That's why. Yep. Oh, but it looks looks great. Anyway. That's why the bikini's cheaper than the bucket hat. Oh yeah. Oh, so the first so that that bucket hat just went up. Uh and the uh the first time uh so that's embroidered. 
It's embroidered? Yeah. And Holy shit. The, uh, let me redo the description, because I'm very proud of it, because I, I wrote it. Infiltrate a fish concert undetected, but maintain your true surf black metal cred with the stealthily <laughs> embroidered black metal beach party logo on this typical hippie oh bucket hat. Yeah, you just you know, now you want one bucket hat. I, I do want one now. Does it? Do I get to choose the tie dye pattern? No, or is it random? No, it's random, and unfortunately, can't do anything about that price. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's embroidered. I mean, that's that's price consistent with quality. Yep, but I I right. might I might buy those flip flops. <laughs> I need I, I need to measure my head to make sure that the circumference is compatible with this hat. I mean, I am definitely buying the fucking swim trucks. <laughs> can, can I tell you a, a really kind of irrelevant story about flip-flops? Absolutely. Yes, Yes, but uh, then, we're gonna gonna the, then we're going to go. Then we're going to go. content we're here for. <laughs> okay, so my daughters really like flip-flops. Um, so I like to misname them really horribly on purpose. Oh, like flip flips? Uh, yeah, yeah, like flap floops, floop oh, floops. Oh, I do, I, I do the exact same thing. <laughs> They get, do they get real mad when you do it? <laughs> they're they're at an age where they're like, Daddy, are you joking? It's like, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Daddy's having are a stroke. You, Daddy, <laughs> are you stupid? <laughs> floops, Daddy, they're not floop floops. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Flap flips. Flop flops. Oh, it's all beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay, well, until next time, uh, you know, don't don't get your uh, favorite touring band COVID. Just, yeah, you know, don't do it. Uh, throw masks on them and, and stay away from them. <laughs> I, don't don't even smile at them. You might <laughs> you might smile look, some COVID their way. Yeah, like yeah. those being canceled. Concert. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Until next time, keep it uh, 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 uninfected. So, so uh, I used to teach a class, and in this class, I would occasionally make a horrible joke, just like super punny. At one time, I made a joke where the whole class went, "Ugh," and they were. I was thinking to myself, like. This is what being a dad must be like. And now that I'm a dad, I was totally correct. It's like theory confirmed. Yeah, it's absolutely. I have to sit here and listen to my bad jokes. (laughs) Where are you going to go, home? You are (laughs) It was an exhibit joke, too. Like like, exhibit like X to the Z? Yeah, you know, like. Yeah, like we heard you like X, so we put X in. I don't even remember what the joke was, but the whole class went, ugh.